Coming up on the Magnificently Huge Podcast, Godzilla, King of the Monsters, a movie that we really, really wanted to like, at least a little bit. Just a, a smidge. And, yeah. Welcome to the Magnificently Huge Podcast with your hosts, Eric Reed, Brian Kruger, and Chris Ryerson. Three idiots who decided to slap an adverb together with an adjective to bring you one magnificently huge discussion each week about the movies and pop culture we kind of like, maybe even secretly love, before we ultimately crab all over them. We're not here to save the world, we're just here to make it weirder, one podcast at a time. This is Magnificently Huge. Oh, hey, listener. Welcome to another rousing episode of the Magnificently Huge Podcast. This is Chris, and this week, along with Eric and Brian, we're tackling Godzilla, King of the Monsters, the most recent release in the Godzilla oeuvre, uh, which is basically just giant monsters beating the hell out of each other. That's pretty much what we wanted, and that's not necessarily what we got with this one. So to say we're disappointed is putting it mildly. Uh, you'll hear about that as you go. Uh, really... We just grew up on the classics, guys in rubber suits stomping on models of cities and flash pods and rockets and robot monsters. Well, you get the idea. If you've seen a Godzilla movie, you've seen a Godzilla movie. And uh, this one just did not meet our expectations. Maybe they were too high. Maybe we just didn't give it enough credit. Uh, hard to say. But really what this boils down to is a bunch of old men yelling at clouds. So we hope you enjoy. If you don't like what we have to say, then by all means, send us your hate mail to magnificentlyhuge at gmail.com. Or send us your praise to magnificentlyhuge at gmail.com. We love to hear from you, and uh, we will definitely respond uh, whenever we feel it's appropriate. So thanks for listening. Thanks for sending your emails. You can always uh, catch us on Twitter as well, at MagHuge. We're on Facebook, Magnificent Huge Podcast. We are on Instagram, Magnificent Huge Podcast. And we always love it when people interact with us there as well. So uh, like our feeds, uh, share them around. Uh, lastly, you can find us wherever your podcasts are purveyed. iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, uh, etc., etc. So if you're on one of those, by all means, rate us, review us, like us, share us, give us five stars. We love that sort of thing. That's what we live for. And then uh, head over to maghuge.com, M-A-G-H-U-G-E. If you're ever looking for uh, other shows and links and fun, uh, that's pretty much our home, maghuge.com. So without further ado, uh, old men yelling at clouds about giant monsters who uh, really just need to fight a little bit more on screen. Godzilla, King of the Monsters. What a oh shitty boy. film. <laughs> what an awful, awful, shitty, awful film. Oh, no. You know, there when goes I was Toby. in the Boy oh. Scouts, when I was in the Boy Scouts, right, there was a camping trip, and I got this rash on my balls, and it had better character <laughs> development than the movie I saw. All right, now. I'm going to... I'm going to stop you right there, because who in their right fucking mind goes to a Godzilla movie for a fucking story? No, we're going to get into that. We're gonna, <laughs> yeah. I'm on Eric's we're, side on this. We're, all, we're going to get we're into all that. Teas- but teasing. we've got some other things to deal Do with. We? Oh, wait. Well, let's, uh, first, how is everybody today? Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, I was. I'm pretty good. And then, <laughs> and then I wasn't. Parts of it I liked. And I was not. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I, I got to tell you, I got, I got some listener feedback. Uh, this Woo! this week. How? Right on. Uh, which Where? Is, uh, Chris, quit clicking your goddamn noisy clicky mouse clicks. Um, I think we mostly got <laughs> that feedback because I got lazy and stopped trying to edit all of that out because it's just incredibly time consuming. But fuck your mouse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fuck it right hard, and uh, I'll surely do my best. Uh, but really, if all you're hearing is the clicky clacky, uh, you're in the wrong room. That's all there is to it. <laughs> this is Chris, by the way. Listening to a podcast years ago where the guy kept smoking the whole episode, and it was so hilarious. So anyway, I was on his head. Yeah, I edit all of Eric's vaping out too, or at least I I've tried to. Yeah, I've tried not to vape. So yeah. <laughs> every now and then I get a really good one. It's just this this, this burning sound in your ears, and I thought about leaving it in. <laughs> 
No, I like it when Eric takes a big draw on his vape machine and then he gets that husky sort of smoky voice and then <laughs> lets it all hex to your voice. Yeah, yeah it, really it really does. does. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Here, let me get it. <laughs> uh, just to be, be clear, I'm very aware of the mouse noise, but most of the time I don't care. So. <laughs> Imagine a huge podcast. We don't care. Yeah. Not about anything. <laughs> So, welcome to the again. Welcome to the show. If you've made it this far, uh, that's Eric in the corner getting cancer. That's Brian in the other corner complaining about mouse clicks, and this is Chris, just sort of your local punching bag, just clicking, clicking away. away. Here, yeah. here's a couple. Okay. Gee, thanks. Uh, okay. And by the way, everyone, welcome to one of the few shows where we start with super high energy. Yeah. I mean, there is there's no there's no wonder and no 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 we're we're off to the races today. Yeah. Uh it's good. It's good. Uh any other pleasantries or do we have other stuff to get into before we talk I, about Gozira? Oh. oh, I have got a whole lot of the fresh shit. This shit is fresh. Oh, he said the magic words. I sure did. This is the part of the show where we talk about fun stuff that we've done, right? Yeah. <laughs> Not so fun stuff. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Brian, you sound itchy to go. What do you say, Eric? I am. You say we give him a chance? Go. Yeah, go. Go. Okay. All right. Hit it. Hit it. Now, I, it. I know some do of mine overlaps shit. with you guys, but I'll do the shit that's not. So, I know this doesn't overlap with you guys. Chris, you had mentioned, we now that it's over, I think that we should take a moment and I should talk about the entire series, really, of Game of Thrones. <laughs> what is it like? Oh, and how no. it is. <laughs> how many? Was it like such high energy, too? Uh, it was what, like 30 seasons? Is that what it turned out to be? <laughs> it was like eight <laughs> okay. seasons. Uh, it just, the fans made it seem like 30. So, um, so who, uh, first of all, show of hands, because uh, we know you've seen it, Brian. Uh, have you seen it, Eric? No, I watched like 10 minutes and went, not for me. Which episode? <laughs> That's the main thing. The first I, one. Okay. The first one. And I just went, ah. Yeah. Ugh, I, I, don't I saw the ugh. first two seasons. I think it's through uh, the Green Fire thing. Uh, and then I stopped because I was also reading the books and I thought, eh, the books are really better. So I'm just going to stick with that for a while because I know the show hews to it. And then I never went oh, back to the show. Stop mm-hmm. it. So stop it. Yeah. I'm that I, guy. I, I love it when people do that. I know what you're doing, <laughs> smarty pants. You're trying to say you're so smart because you read the book. No, Chris is better than you. <laughs> Chris is better than you. I'm saying I already spent all that time and effort reading the goddamn books. <laughs> that I, I was too lazy to keep up with the show. That's what it was. So, yeah. So... So, so he, here's the mm. thing. I mean, Game of Thrones was popular, I think, primarily. Well, first of all, because sex and violence. Let's face a it. A lot of it sex, sex and, and a little bit of violence. Oh, there was a lot of violence. Yeah. Was there? As it, as it keeps going. Oh, okay. yeah. Um, and the other thing was that it was, it was big on subverting the expectations of the audience. And, you know, the big one, of course, is in season one, Sean Bean. <laughs> is made out uh, to be the the hero of the show and then they just kill his ass and at that point all bets are when off when they kill right? Sean Bean that's when I was like what? no I really wasn't yeah Sean Bean never dies except that <laughs> Sean Bean always dies <laughs> if you really? look exactly. at it he has a very poor Eric, track record of continuing to draw breath yeah yeah <laughs> Eric in the new Hitman game they do these these like events that happen every few months mm-hmm. and they, they're called elusive targets where they've just got a character that, you know, you've got to go hunt down, assassinate, and you get like a, you know, a 24-hour window, and if you miss on the first try, they're gone. Oh. And in the new one, the elusive target is Sean Bean. And it's literally <laughs> named Sean Bean. Yeah. But, but he's funny. the elusive target you have to kill. Uh, but I like, that his, um, I like that his name, his name is spelled phonetically, yet it's pronounced differently. Is it Sean Bond? Or Seen Bean. No, it's Sean Bean. Bean. Seen Bean. Seen Bean. So, yeah. Boromir. We'll just call him Boromir and get on with it. Anyway, he's dead. Yeah. Um, but, but, yeah, so the show, once they got past the books, 
the main rap on the show has been it basically turned into fan fiction and all the stuff that all the people on the internet were theorizing about was coming to pass in the show <laughs> and people were kind of getting bored with it uh. um and then at the end they just utterly fuck the audience and turn everything sour and then the audience got all butthurt about it. And that was kind of fun to watch. Was it a Jacob's Ladder scenario? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. I don't know what your reference means. Let's, well, let's, let's do this, the spoiler, Brian. Tell us who becomes the new king or queen. I'm going to ruin the books. I don't, you want me to ruin the books? I've already read the books. I don't care. The books haven't ended. Um, <laughs> but they've got the show. That's all we need. Bran. Yeah. Bran ends up ruling the six kingdoms <laughs> the north gets its freedom mm. is run by sansa and um john snow gets fucked over and has to get sent back up to to the wall and here i was so sure that it was going to be scorchadorch or rob schneider mm. doesn't she but, get uh yeah doesn't she get killed by john snow yeah okay she gets killed by john snow um, were you satisfied? She turns into Hitler. <laughs> were you satisfied with um, this ending at all? I mean, uh, yes, actually. Okay. In that, I think they 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 wrapped up the character arcs and they didn't do it in a as quite a predictable as a way as you thought they would. Okay. the 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 problem with it, and I think everybody agrees on this point, is that that, me, that the last two seasons were really rushed. Like, stuff that would normally have taken a whole season took place in an episode, and that's pretty much every episode of the last two seasons. They should have been many more seasons to do the kind of storytelling that they used to do. Yeah. And every now and then they would have a scene that was at the old show's pace, and that would be the best scene. Like, the best scene in the final episode is just a, a dialogue scene between two characters, and you're like, yeah, that's the show I miss. <laughs> well, all I and know then is they like fast forward everything. All I know is the memes I saw after the fact are fucking killing me because there's the one when they, when we find out that Bron is the the king, and then the, like the meme went around that like skips the entire class project gets an A anyway. Yes, I mean, that's like, <laughs> come on, man. So it it all seems yeah. kind of forced. It, you know, it it was a good show. I enjoyed it. It's done. Let's let's find something else to obsess over. Well, everybody. What I'm interested to see is the statistics showing how many subscribers HBO loses now that they don't have Game of Thrones. Oh God, that's got to be huge. <laughs> like, I mean, I imagine that yeah. they were running like ads and ads yeah. and ads. Like, please, God, don't cancel your subscription tonight. Yeah. We've got all these other shows coming. Please, <laughs> but it's you know. like, yeah, but it, that's pretty much all they got. It's sort of like uh, when. When Breaking Bad left AMC and then Walking Dead sort of stepped into the void, but not as much. Yeah. <laughs> and now it's just See, like I'm uh, not gonna count I'm I'm not gonna count HBO out. Okay. Walking Dead was a bigger deal though than uh Breaking Bad. I think a lot of Breaking Bad people discovered it through Walking Dead. Okay. But I do think I do think yeah, you know, HBO is screwed because <laughs> Yeah, they are. Yeah, they it's are. like okay, Game of Thrones is almost over, but we still have Bill Maher, yeah. you know that's that's not we even got, we got uh, yeah, John, John Oliver uh, over they, here. Uh, here's some here's the thing, right? When The Sopranos was ending, everybody said the same thing, and when The Wire was ending, everybody said the same thing, and then it was Game of, Game of Thrones. Is like HBO has has managed to keep doing this, but Game of Thrones is like five steps above either of those other shows as a cultural phenomenon though that's the deal sure well the sopranos was big man yeah, i guess don't count the sopranos out okay i mean they could pull it out they've got some interesting stuff in the in the chamber but yeah i think a lot of folks are gonna just bail on hbo at this point so yeah oh well it's nice learned. knowing you hbo so uh so would you watch game of thrones over again boy you know is it worth watching knowing the face of the characters right because yeah like even you talk about the red wedding where they kill off a bunch of other main characters it's like all of the stuff leading up to that would would it just drag would you be like none of this matters none of this matters <laughs> you know yeah i don't know okay probably not all right but it was good yeah. it was a fun cultural moment well it was the last water cooler show of possibly all time ever. so we'll see <laughs> ever until the next one. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. All right, let's move on. Hey, did you catch um, Game of Thrones last night? Go drop dead, Roger. 
<laughs> that's uh, yeah. yeah. That's Eric at work. Eric at work. <laughs> that's water cooler talk. Yeah. Yeah. Drop dead bottles. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so. Um, Netflix dropped the trailer for their Dark Crystal prequel. I still haven't seen it. Have you guys seen this? No. I've always no. thought a Dark Crystal sequel was a bad idea, so it's difficult for I, me to appreciate. The Dark Crystal itself isn't as good as you remember it. Like, if you watch the Dark Crystal, <laughs> no, it's like... It's not. Uh, there's like all a 30-minute... Right. Like I'm conflating this with Labyrinth yeah. in my mind. But either one is kind of rough. But Dark Crystal, I always forget that it's got like a 30-minute stretch where it's just like weird fade cuts to all those weird myth- mystical creatures on stilt legs. Like just walking in yeah. a rocky plane. Right. It's striders. like it just goes on and on and on. It's like, God damn it, just get to the fucking point. It's, it's from the period before anything good was available on VHS. It was and everyone still <laughs> wanted Star Wars. Yeah. So Right. So. We thought it was good because we didn't have anything better. Yeah. We still had Saturday morning cartoons. Yeah. Skexies. Mm. So that's all I remember. So yeah, so here's the thing, right? <laughs> I they they announced this was a prequel. Yeah. And I'm generally opposed to prequels because lack of dramatic tension. Yeah. And this trailer, god damn it if this trailer didn't totally get my buy-in though. Like it's it's uh Brian Henson's sister is is on point for this. And you know, they've got the same sets, they've got the same characters, they've got the same voice actors. It may be a prequel, but the Skeksis are the Skeksis, and Fizzgig is there, and that witch chick is, and her weird planetarium is in there. And <laughs> who always reminded me of Earth uh, the Kid somehow. Rock, dum dum. Yeah, uh, red but is if you gumbo. watch this trailer, it's like, damn, Left this is. Cares away. I mean, <laughs> worry for another day. <laughs> Enough. Let the band speak. Let the music so, play. Down at Fraggle Rock. Down at Fraggle Rock. <laughs> I was just thinking about so the this trailer things is I like. is. Is either you know really got me pumped and thinking they've got it going, or this is the episode one of Dark Crystal trailers, which had uh, episode one had great trailers too, and played your nostalgia, and then wasn't yeah. what people wanted. Or it's the Avatar of the Dark Crystal world. <laughs> Take that as you will. Uh, anyway, do they, they do it? So with, that was, I think I get it. Yeah, I think did, I get it. It's it's the unnecessary continuation of a property that probably didn't need it. Yeah. And we've all really <laughs> yet to find out whether or not this thing is going to, you know. True. But do they, I'm, I'm actually hopeful weight. from looking at it that it's going to be more like people remember the Dark Crystal being than the Dark Crystal actually was. Well, do they do it with so the... I am, the pra- I'm optimistic. Do they do it with the practical yeah. effects with the, the real Muppets or is it like computer yeah. rated? No, it's straight up. It's straight up Muppet stuff. <laughs> okay, interesting. Because because it's like it has the potential to be like on Netflix. There's also a new Ultraman show, and I was really pumped. And then I saw oh, that it was actual yeah. like CGI animated whatever, and that really just made it worthless to me. So yeah, that trailer was pretty painful. <laughs> so, I saw that. So yeah, if if they're doing it with actual Muppets practically, it might have some mm-hmm. interest to it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, check out the trailer and see, tell me what you think. Anyway. Uh, the rest of my fresh shit, I think, overlaps with you guys. So, who wants to go next? Uh, Rocket Man. Rocket, Rocket Man. Man. Fucking it, every bit as good as I thought it would be. It was. It, it it lived up to the promise. I I had high hopes for this, mostly because Bohemian Rhapsody was so bad, and it was it was a bad that you could see what was wrong with it. You you could go no no okay. I, the only thing I didn't think of, and I read this in somebody's Rocket Man review this week, um, everyone was like, "Well, the the Bohemian Rhapsody movie has got to be authentic because they got two members of Queen, you know, as <laughs> consultants." Yeah, okay. And you'll notice though that in Bohemian Rhapsody, the members of Queen don't look too bad, whereas the dead guy does. You know, and in this right. one, Elton John, <laughs> mm-hmm. he's still alive, and so he can he can you know offer I guess a, a a grain of more truth to what's going on. But at the end of the day, it's better for all the reasons I said they needed to. You know, uh, I said we're wrong with Bohemian Rhapsody. They didn't treat it like a biopic, like it's all just straight fact and here's another touchstone here's another touchstone it was a musical yeah it's a broadway musical the songs yeah it's it's a jukebox musical where they just work in elton john's songs 
And yeah. it's actually kind of funny when you think that, you know, oh, well, that... Ah, this song doesn't fit here. He didn't write this song yet. He can't, right. he can't have this song here. This doesn't get written for another 20... It's like, well, if you really want to be an asshole about it, uh, 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 Elton John didn't write any of these songs so <laughs> but they yeah but yeah they recontextualize have. everything like the the climax of the movie the big falling out is set to goodbye yellow brick road and they recontextualize that whole song to be about yeah. a rift between bernie top and elton john and it's genius when are you gonna come down when are you going to laugh i should have stayed on the farm i should have listened to my old man Maybe you'll get a replacement There's plenty like me to be found Mongrels who ain't got a penny Sniffing for tidbits like you on the ground Yeah, or, or when they're auditioning songs, one of them is, uh, I think, I guess that's why they call it the blues. Or right. Like one of the you know, really older ones. It's like, no, you get to do that because it's only a movie, asshole. Uh, well, I, I, loved it. I like that I uh, El- it. that Elton John basically said that because uh, they I guess they were pushing to make it PG thirteen to sell more tickets and he's like no I did not lead a PG thirteen life it is not so PG-13. it's not going to be a PG thirteen movie so, and the yeah, eight year old kid that. next to me and his younger sister the, his parents should get <laughs> yeah. walloped because I mean. Yeah, no, not, not, it's an R-rated movie, folks. I was actually wondering, like, how many people, well, were listening, watching this going, oh, I didn't know that was an Elton Chunk song. Oh, I didn't know that was, I thought he was just the Lion King guy. And, Jesus. It's funny, the, um, the, let's see, the, Elton John uh, uh, did, do, 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 was it the Lion King? I think it was, yeah, okay, I think it was, Lion King. no, no, Billy Elliot. He, he, he did, uh, yeah, that's right, Lion King, with the guy who wrote Billy Elliot, and uh, uh, I think he did music for Billy Elliot, I'm not sure, but the guy who did the screenplay for Rocket Man is the guy who wrote Billy Elliot. Whoa. So Did Elton John handpick him? Because he handpicked Taron Edgerton to play himself. Um, I don't know. I wonder if it came out of the two of them talking about, I gotta do a story of your life, dude. <laughs> dude, it's... Well, it does... It takes off, like it literally takes off. There's a there's a scene where he's playing his first gig in L.A. at the Troubadour, and he's playing the piano, mm-hmm. and then he literally starts to float away, and then the whole Everyone audience starts, starts to float yeah. away, and they just visualize this yeah. this amazing concert moment in this really cinematic uh, way, and that's when the movie just tells you, like, we're just going ape shit yeah. at this point, folks. We're we're yeah. off to the races. It's great. Yeah. Oh, it's I magic. got it much earlier than that. Yeah, I I think when he was doing his first gig and Saturday Night's All Right for Fightin', and oh, sure. that's a full musical number. <laughs> um, yeah, including a big, long, continuous shot. There's this, this movie is just full of really well-earned... Um, uh, musical numbers and well, if you don't like musical theater you, you you gotta see this because this is what it's supposed to be like it's alive well and hearing you talk about it and then your your texts throughout the week after you'd seen it relaying it it made me think sort of uh of 24-hour party people have you ever seen that one it's which kind is, of that i can which see is, it yeah which is sort of the it's the the basically the biopic that's about factory records that did uh joy division new order happy mondays etc centered on keith or uh steve coogan but the whole thing is just a wink and a nod break the fourth wall all the time to let you know this kind of happened but didn't that sort of seemed sort of like the structure that you like for that sort of thing yeah they didn't exactly do that i mean they didn't like i guess tip tip it over they didn't say okay this is this is fake this is not okay but but like for instance, he goes into rehab in the very beginning of the oh, movie. Oh yeah, the first he shot. Rehab. He leaves rehab at the very end of the movie, and partway you're going, "What kind of therapy group is this?" And then as it goes on, you realize, "Oh, it's metaphorical. It's not a real right. therapy group." And okay. who cares? Because it works. The first okay. shot of the movie is Elton John bursting into the doorway to walk down the hall to therapy, wearing a big sequiny devil costume. 
Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> which he sheds over the course of the movie right. as he tells his story. Right. I kept thinking, why? this is a really very sort of narcissistic approach to group therapy. No one in the group is talking. It's all Elton John. But yeah. Okay. So works. a couple of things I wanted to call out about the movie. First of all, um, uh, Bryce Dallas Howard is playing Elton John's mom with an English accent. And I just couldn't get past, I, I couldn't see her as the character. I just saw her as Bryce Dallas Howard doing an accent, and it bugged me. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> My wife said, you know, Bryce Dallas Howard's in this. You're going to have to get past that. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I know. Fuck you know what, Brian? Know. Sometimes you got to live your life like a candle in the wind. You know what I'm saying? You just got to oh. let that shit go. A um, couple other things. <laughs> they at it's the end, mode. they actually reshot the "I'm Still Standing" video in like shitty, mm-hmm. blurry VHS video. Oh, good lord! Oh, no, 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 no! They took the original "I'm Still Standing" video and they put uh, Edgerton in. Oh, really? Over Elton John. I thought yeah. they. I thought they reshot oh, the whole thing. Christ. No, no, oh. it's the original video with him inserted into it, which is even better. That's hilarious. Because <laughs> oh, if you look like in the crowd, like the scenes where they're uh, they're doing the thing on the beach, and you can see the other side of I think it was in Cannes or the Riviera, but you could see the same people like gathered along the rail to watch them make a video. It's funny. <laughs> um, Sorry, I missed it. The uh, the opening of the movie, you know, they have all of the producer companies or whatever production company credits. One of them uses a colorblind test dot pattern. I could not read their logo. Mm. <laughs> Marv. Yeah. Hey, that's another funny thing is that Marv, they're the people who made the, um, was it the, the Statesman? Or no, not the Statesman. The Kingsman. The, that's, which is Kingsman. where Taron Egerton and, this, and Elton John were in the same movie. Right. Right. Elton John was in the second one. As Elton John. Yeah. Um, And then the last thing I want to say is um, Bohemian Rhapsody has totally fucked Taron Edgerton here because Taron Edgerton actually sings all of the Elton John songs with a totally passable Elton John impression, I might add. You Mm -hmm. know, and he, he put so much more, I think, into this role than Rami Malek put into Freddie Mercury, but there's no way, there's no way they give him an Oscar for this role the year after the Freddie Mercury Oscar. Mm-hmm. He's screwed. Well, yeah. it's just a privilege to be nominated, Brian. I think we all know this. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody I, cares. It's an Oscar. Who gives a shit? I don't, I don't know. I don't think it matters anyway, just because who cares about the Oscars? I, I can't remember the last time I saw a movie because it got an Oscar nomination. No, but yeah. you, you have to assume this was his play for an Oscar nom, at least. He'll, Maybe. Yeah. I mean, he'll get the, he'll the, get the nods. Time, I th- at the same time, I have a feeling that if he doesn't, or if this movie doesn't win Oscars or whatever, it will, it will have longer legs than if it does, because yeah. nobody talks about how much they love watching old no country for old men everybody talks about how awesome there will be blood is it's like the losing movies i have better literally never had that conversation i have (laughs) Uh, well you have now chris i have now (laughs) yeah okay shut up roger and die anyway (laughs) <laughs> anyway, it's a great film, great music, great approach, and uh, unfortunately, probably the only uh, biopic that'll ever be handled th- that originally. But okay, I'm a big fan. Go see it. Yeah, it was good Rock- stuff. Rocket Man. Two thumbs way up my ass. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hooray. Hooray. Uh, did you see Good Omens on Amazon, by the way? Why, yes. Want to. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I'm, I'm a only yes a couple a no episodes a... in, but I have been watching. Uh, mine's, yeah, mine's a no. Is it just following the book? Is it a full series or a mini series? It's, it's a six-parter limited run. So, so they're they're just doing the book soup to nuts. Well, Neil Gaiman adapted the book, so he wrote the whole thing, and it actually, having just read the book recently, it's a very solid adaptation it actually makes the story better because it cuts out a lot of the extraneous stuff yeah that there's a lot of fat on yeah that. that just filters into the book just because it's you know good for a laugh 
and it gets to the meat of the story and actually the flow through is really good uh, the climax is still a little bit lacking but whatever yeah uh, but overall it's it's a solid piece of work and it's very enjoyable from start to finish I must they say. have Francis McDormand as the voice of God so that's how they get all of the Douglas <laughs> Adams like prose in yeah and then uh, later you get uh, Benedict Cumbersnatch as uh, Satan so look forward huh. to that yeah briefly yeah it's I mean I, I love the cast yeah yeah I I saw in the commercial slash preview that uh, they were playing Queen do they leave in the joke that every cassette tape left in a car eventually turns into Queen's greatest hits they don't do it obviously it just happens and they don't make any mention of it so they play, they play a lot of Queen though <laughs> yeah so it's sort of just organic, and they don't make a big stink of it. it you just have to pay attention. It's mm. it's kind of the flavor of the whole ep, the whole thing. Uh, but no, they get they get the high notes and they nail them. Uh, I I got to tell you, it was really super enjoyable. And uh, David Tennant uh, can do no wrong. I, yeah. I don't think I've mm. ever seen him do anything bad, even in that fucking awful uh, vampire movie remake. Uh, what was it? The one with Charlie and uh, I have no idea what you're talking about. And they, oh, god damn it! Anyway, Shut it was up. the one, the one from the '80s, uh, where he. Uh, never mind. The Vampire Hunter one. Yeah, with uh, Roddy McDowell. Know what you mean? Hmm. Yeah. Uh, Fright Night. That's the one. Fright oh, Night, yeah. bam! Okay. <laughs> Getting old. He was, sucks. He was pretty useless in his, uh, you know, in his bit. On uh, uh, in the Harry Potter movie, I didn't think they needed yeah, someone of his stature. But yeah, it's like a whole sprawling thing. But he's the reason that most shows I've seen him in are interesting. Like he's the whole reason that I stuck through the whole first season of Jessica Jones, without yeah. a doubt. It, so uh, I have a coworker. So he can do no wrong. I have a. Co- I was talking about go- Good Omens with a coworker, and he's like. I, I still haven't watched any of the Tenth Doctor parts of Doctor Who, but I'm kind of afraid to because all I've seen is his role as in Jessica Jones and Good Omens and things where he's just playing an asshole. And well, you, yeah. you, you get a little bit of that in the Doctor, so yeah, yeah, worth it. Uh, so yeah, it's I I would I mean I know you don't care for the book much anymore, Eric, because you have also just read it, uh, but definitely give the show a chance because they've translated it well to a new medium. Uh, right and most of it lands and it was uh, a good romp uh, well all I'll say is I don't think I'd like it because I read the book <laughs> <laughs> I read the book Eric's better than yeah. you Chris <laughs> Yeah, he truly is. Yeah, whatever. The dude that last week read Thomas Harris wanted to tell us about it. Fuck you. No, my only quibble with the show, and it's really minor, but it really bothered me. And you'll see it towards the end because when the four horsemen of the apocalypse show up and they're all riding motorcycles, one of them is pollution. And for some reason, they decided not to make pollution's motorcycle billow a lot of gross smoke yeah, the you'd entire think. time uh well the i don't know if just on maybe... this thing looks like it was about 20 bucks but oh no it looks yeah. better than that as you go but uh i think they might have just tried it and thought it didn't look right it just bothered me i'm like of all of them pollution should be just spewing all manner of grossness and they didn't do it they probably did it and they were like it looks like they're all doing it. It's like it, it, <laughs> yeah, I can okay. see where they might go. I don't know how do we make this work without pollution actually saying, "Oh, sorry guys, but I'm pollution, so kind of my thing." Yeah, they could just have well, him like throwing McDonald's wrappers on the road or something, you know, yeah. littering. So, but. so it works. But uh, yeah, very solid cast. Tenant's good. Michael Sheen is really good as Zarafel. Uh Miranda Richardson turns up as the the harlot. Uh, and at one point when Azarafel sort of possesses her body and is speaking with Michael Sheen's voice, she kind of reminded me of uh, Terrence Stamp and Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. It was kind of distracting. <laughs> uh, but whatever. Uh, John Hamm is really solid as the, Gab- as the angel Gabriel, and he's just a total douche nozzle. That's quite funny. Uh, so, yeah, it's got moments. It's uh, worth your time, uh, unless you want to read the book. 
And cool. we, we know how everybody stands <laughs> on that here. Yes. So, final verdict, Brian. You're only what two episodes in? I'm only two, but we're into it. So we're okay. gonna we're we're. Last night we watched an episode, and we're like, "You want to watch another, or do we want to savor it?" And we're like, "We're gonna savor yeah. it." We we did it sort of like a old school, uh, like miniseries of the '70s, where it's like a three night event, and every night's two hours. We just did it in those chunks. And there then, you uh, go. Yeah. So killed it about three days. We're, we're also making our way through season four of Preacher. So Ooh, I don't know. That's we'll a tough probably one. get to this after that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Tell us more later. Oh, I, I will once I've read it. <laughs> read the book. <laughs> I sense a theme. If only there were. Yeah, that riff program is paying off. Yeah. Eric Reed is fundamental. Thank you. Uh, anybody got anything else? Or no, let's get to clowning on Godzilla. Let's go. Bam. All right. Uh, Godzilla King of Monsters. <laughs> it's like the, the 50th Godzilla movie ever made. Eric just saw it. What'd you think? Yeah, I like, I, 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 you guys saw it early. I was actually going to punk out and like read the Wikipedia page and pretend to have seen it. <laughs> we should have done that. Like, That's kind of, yeah, I'm going to save that for the next movie I really don't want to see. Yeah. But I, I watched this and I'm like, okay, one, obviously it's all in the effects, right? Yeah. Uh, that's the whole point. That's the whole reason you see this movie. <laughs> a lot of it is a lot of it is dark. There's lots of flares. There's lots of water in the way. Mm-hmm. Lots of mist. You can't see the expensive effects. Yeah. At one point, a major character dies, and I didn't really truly know that until uh, uh, Ken Watanabe is looking at her picture on a, a monitor and going, "Oh, I feel sad." <laughs> you know, that's there was there was no way well, really of knowing she was dead. Well, my favorite bit was that because it's King of the Monsters and it's sort of this new. Uh, monsterverse thing that they're doing on screen where they're updating it. Uh, so they basically, I think, learned their lesson on the previous Godzilla where there's only about 10 minutes oh, of didn't. actual monster no, didn't. in the they whole... They didn't learn this lesson at all. <laughs> yeah, they did not. Absolutely did not learn. So, they, yeah, they tried to make a human drama yeah. out of a disaster movie. Yeah. Again, only this time, they didn't even put in the work to make... Yeah. I, I at least bought the first one. Well, here's I mean, the here's no, the thing. I'm lying, but it was it made more sense. Well, with this one here, like half, like halfway through it, when it's just all human drama, human drama, and I'm just thinking to myself, "Oh Jesus Christ, you shut up already and show me a goddamn fight." Yes, and then yeah. and they still wouldn't, and it just blah 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 blah, and then I'm like, "Oh, I get it." The humans, the humans are the monsters. They're the real monsters. It's like, come on, man. But no, no, it gets even better because the uh, the three headed the 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 thing King the, the deal, King Ghidorah. The, yeah, yeah. He he's not part of the natural order because he's from outer he's from space. space. Yeah, yeah. If we had all these giganormous monsters just stomping around Earth, should be fine. But we got an outer space one now, too. Yeah. In fairness, that's actually. The Toho story yeah. on King Ghidorah too. But it's a, it's <laughs> a dumb cares? idea. We're talking about movies they would play on Saturday mornings yeah. on like local, you know, not even cable access. Just well, okay. and we can and we can get to that in a second. But the, the the main problem with this is that, like you say, it's just slapdash. It's like every time they put a new monster in, you've got eleven from Stranger Things. There's sort of the the Greek chorus. And saying the monster's name for all the assholes that are just there because they heard it's a Godzilla movie and they haven't seen any other shit. So it's like, oh, Mothra. Okay, that's Mothra. I get it. <gasps> Monster Zero. And, you know, it's like, come on. Just just yeah. stop. So, I mean, it's just lazy, lazy, lazy. Chris, you, you they, said at the beginning, when, you said, you know, hey, this is you're just going to see the monsters. You can for, you're not going for the story. I'm like, I went in with those expectations. I went in going, I don't give a fuck about the humans i just want to go you know <laughs> yeah. i just want to see some big monster throwdowns and it's like the movie was daring me it was like oh really yeah. oh yeah. oh you oh. think you're willing what? to forgive a bad what? script yeah. well how about yeah. this motherfucker <laughs> wait wait no how about this huh huh yeah. huh how about how about if the evil villain right has a goddamn multimedia presentation to tell you what her <laughs> evil plot is <laughs> that she, yeah. what the fuck like yeah just, and she's yeah, and she's married married to a uh, Doctor Grant from Jurassic Park, played by Kyle Chandler. I mean, it's just 
can we really just lift every other character from every other monster movie we've seen well, in the last it was 30 years? cliche after cliche after <laughs> cliche. There was no end to the cliches. Right. But I guess my, my, my thing, though, is like beyond all of the really obvious, glaring, just ham-fisted character development things they had in the worst one which is he's he's like he's 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 in their little transport plane with what is to him a stranger saying uh i used to you know she 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 buried herself in her work and i got to drinking and i feel really bad about my kids seeing me that way who are you i don't care (laughs) yeah they never they never stop with those three like eric you walked out on the movie is that right yeah. So I'm telling I you, out, at, I walked out once. Once they started, you know, they did the thing with his watch. At time to get a new watch. At, I, I'll fuck you. I'm leaving. At, at yeah. no point <laughs> do they ever that? give up on these fucking three people. Like when we finally have the big monster throwdown. Here's what happens. Every shot is like, here's a really cool shot of monsters fighting, and now we're gonna pan down away from the monsters and focus on these oh three goddamn God. characters that you do not give a shit about and somehow oh they're God. still not dead. They're still not dead. Michael ah. Michael Strathern shows up and in the last movie, at least he represented some action happening. No. Strangely enough, no. because he's not, you know, he's not an action guy. It's just he's the military guy and shit happened when he was around. This time he's talking about right now there are 17 of these creatures around the earth doing really cool shit and he would show it like on the monitor behind him. I'm like, oh yeah, show that, show that, go to that. I want to see that. <laughs> no, nope. and nothing. Yeah, no, no. It's like on a monitor behind him. I was literally trying to crane around his head <laughs> to see what was going on on the monitor behind him. <laughs> well, here's the thing, and this is what bothered me about midway through. I caught myself watching these monster fights, and then in my head. I'm translating the CGI effects and things on the screen through my brain and making them like guys in suits and little model cities to make it more interesting. (laughs) Because I did that too. Yeah. I did that too. I'm like, because you just can't really have a Godzilla movie without guys in suits trampling on really cool models of cities and things. It just doesn't work for me. And I think that's the biggest failure. Goes riding through a big red bicycle. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Because, uh, (laughs) <laughs> the the, yeah. the main plot is driven by a magical laptop that has magical laptop speakers that can be heard around the world over the sound of ospreys by all of the monsters because they've taken the DNA of all of the monsters and they've turned it into audio that lets them control the kaiju and that's the story we're going to watch instead of watching monsters fight? Yeah. What the well, shit sort of is extension. that? It's, it's sort of an extension of that moment in the first Jurassic Park when uh, Dr. What's-His-Face uh, like makes, they see a brontosaurus and he puts his, cups his hands together and makes the, apparently the perfect brontosaurus call. Yeah. And I remember leaning over to you guys and saying, what bone in a dinosaur teaches you how the brontosauruses would call each other? <laughs> Uh, uh, this is sort of like that. Uh, if we have their DNA, then we know how they like to talk to each other. Well, no, that would be their alpha. Yeah. Huh? I mean, it's oh yeah. I mean, it's, and that the whole alpha, the the alpha thing, by the way, with 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 uh, wolves is horseshit. It was developed by a guy who realized he was looking at. Uh, yeah, he wasn't looking at an alpha male. He was looking at a female, and you know, some males trying to get her attention. He then went back and said, "The whole alpha male concept is bullshit." So to now try and be all scientificy with it oh this movie Sounds does not like, care oh God, about any, anything no. remotely <laughs> like accuracy because yeah. a they're uh they they figure out that godzilla's traveling through a hollow earth through like tunnels that's yeah. how we can magically appear up from one Atlantis side to the next uh, is the best <laughs> thing in the yeah. whole movie and what do yeah, they do was they, they nuke it why i'm like is yeah. this is this atlantis i'm like oh shit this is atlantis no it's godzilla uh, atlantis godzillantis uh. godzillantis <laughs> yeah well to be fair uh, I had seen a couple of the older ones the week before, so I kind of 
didn't have real high expectations because let's face it the the stories in these things are fucking ridiculous yeah every single one of them except the first one which is a really solid cautionary tale about the nuclear age and it actually works really well and then everything that's come after that one is just fucking ridiculous okay but this movie completely circum like takes what godzilla was about and does the opposite this is a very right-wing godzilla movie so in this yeah. godzilla universe Nukes are good. Environmentalists <laughs> yeah, are, are the bad guys. And yeah, the true. two cities we're going to destroy are San Francisco and Boston. Okay? Yeah. I, you know, it's funny. After they <laughs> launch their missile that supposedly kills Godzilla, and uh, but they still have a Rodan or a, a Zero or a whatever the shit. And Ken Watanabe has that line of, well, it looks like you got your wish. Godzilla's dead. If if I was, what's his name? Chandler? Chandler Bing? If I was Chandler Bing, I'd be like, well, like, do we have another one of them missiles? Because apparently they work. Yeah. I, 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 don't, I don't entirely understand why it's an oxygen-destroying missile. I mean, does that That's mean that a reference to a Toho movie. From, That's all. Yeah. From the hydrogen? Yeah. Did it remove its, like, the hydrogen atoms in the water? And so now they are just, like, floating in, in hydrogen? Uh, I don't yeah. know. It's a lot of pseudoscience mumbo-jumbo horseshit. Yeah. But I, did, you, yeah. did you stay for the... The cutscenes at the end because oh, yeah. everybody's doing those now. Okay, I did because I left before that. I'm like, fuck this. I got to get out of here because uh, the the end credits start, and the only thing I can say with high praise about this is that finally a Godzilla filmmaker had the common sense to put the song Godzilla uh, yeah. in the end credits. It wasn't Blue Oyster uh, Cult though, which is uh, minus two points, but otherwise, I think a solid choice to end the movie. Hmm. But. Uh, I know everybody wants a franchise. It's so sad. <laughs> you so get a franchise, sad. and you get a franchise, and like, you get a franchise. I'm I'm not done ragging on this movie. I'm not like okay. Yeah. No. So, no. Let it let her go. All right. Expunge so yourself, let's, Brian. Let's talk about. Let's talk about. I'm not done. Some of the crazy, the just the <laughs> the shitty use of of military ideas. A stealth bomber that can go super fast. I mean, this thing can haul ass all over the world in minutes, apparently. Also, yeah, like, it can yeah. hover like a Harrier jet. Yeah. Um, and some for some reason, Kyle Chandler, civilian, can just commandeer fucking everything, right? Hi, I'm going to take over your crazy stealth bomber. I'm going to take over your nuclear submarine, okay? Hey, we've got well, nuclear no. weapons. Sure, civilian, you can have them. By well, the way, this is, it's a this nuclear... Is hold on, it's a nuclear torpedo. Now, well, it, I, I actually had to well, Google this, and it turns out I was wrong, but I was pissed in the theater because I'm like, you don't put a nuclear warhead on a torpedo. The submarines oh, fire yeah, missiles, thing for that. <laughs> but it turns out that was a thing, and then we stopped doing it because it's stupid. <laughs> yeah, no, no, they, they, the Russians brought it back. They have one now that will like not just destroy a coastal city, but you know, cause a great big, huge fucking tsunami. It's it's a real thing now. Nice. Uh, well, and also, yeah. that well, submarine comes comes blasting up from from. Godzilla Atlantis. <laughs> and him. How does everybody nope. not like have the bends at the end of yeah, that scene? I was like, thinking the same thing. I'm like, ah, I've been scuba diving, and I guarantee you that that would kill you. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> you're coming from like 50 fathoms or something. All of a sudden, it's like, no, no, no. I'll, I'll let somebody else bitch for a little bit. I've got more. <laughs> Well, I did not see it up to that point. Okay. Uh, you know, so I, I don't know about the submarining, but um, yeah, boy, what a pile of shit. Well, okay, go ahead, Chris. Well, basically, the, I think the problem is that they, they lost sight of the fact that it's a fucking Godzilla movie, and they tried to over-science everything. And that is sort of a fallout from the previous Godzilla movie, where they just tried to make everything, like, quote-unquote, real uh, to explain everything away. And then they start filtering in the hollow tunnels through the earth and this and that. Uh, so it's sort of either draw the line in the sand and, and stay on this side and make it all sciencey explainable or stay on this side where it's all fantasy and fucking ridiculous. But either way, you're going to wind up with a movie that's about giant monsters, one of them from space, all trying to fight each other to the death. I mean, it's just you can't overthink it. And yeah. that's what they the, tried to do. It was so irritating. It was like, shut up. The, shut up. 
The real problem here is that the the best way to do one of these movies is not to have any dialogue and not to have any characters you care about. Yeah. All you have at best are some people in a building going, oh, shit, and yeah. then squashed by a flying <laughs> yeah. car. But nobody yeah. dies. Like, shit keeps blowing up, buildings come down, and people will not fucking die especially not yeah. the three Mothra lead characters throws throws those guards with those you know monster tasers into webbing so that they don't die yeah. i mean it's like we got to make sure that uh, our good guy stays a good guy by not doing what it's nature yeah. okay you know demands there's which a, is there's kill a, predators there's at least three or four times <laughs> that this happens in the movie where a a kaiju has cornered a single human and pauses to consider the human before it kills it. Like, you know, like we do with ants and bugs, right? Like, we really commute. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. is yeah. that the ant I want to kill? I'm not sure. Should I eat it? I'm not sure. Maybe I'm nearsighted. Is that food? Maybe it's a rock. I'm not sure if I should eat that. Monster <laughs> sits there forever until another monster comes along and knocks him out of the frame. Yeah. Like, three or four fucking times. At no point yeah, but- does the monster ever just eat him! Or step on them, <laughs> or do anything a monster would. Do. A real dragon wouldn't do that. The more I hear, the, the more I hear us bitch about this, the more I start to realize that this movie fucking Pacific Rimdus, man, it's a Pacific no, Rim job. Oh, yeah. I will watch Pacific. I, we can't. We were driving home from the theater. We're like, let's uh, watch Pacific Rim just to uh, cleanse our palate. Because fuck, that's what I wanted to see. Well, uh, I was sort of longing for just, just straight up, like we don't give a fuck about anything just do what we want because i had seen previous to this uh godzilla versus megalon which is uh i don't know years like 75 or something mm-hmm. 73 but it was sort of like a backdoor pilot to introduce jet jaguar which was sort of like an ultraman ripoff and it was like a robot that gained its own sentience and then figured out how to make itself grow 50 stories tall to fight the monsters and they don't ever explain it other than, oh, I think he just figured out how to make himself grow 50 stories tall to fight the monsters. I'm already That's the sort of thing I was hoping for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's, ama- and it's amazing because Megalon's like this weird like reptilian turtle thing that's got like drill bits for hands. And then Godzilla and Jet Jaguar start beating him down. And then suddenly the like Cetopia which is like an Atlantean community, which is trying to rise up. So they le- unleashed Megalon. They realize he's in trouble. So then they call their space brethren to bring Gigan down, which is like another reptilian thing that's got like skids for hands. And it's yeah, like, I don't see anyone making the movie I saw today <laughs> using that much camp and brilliance. Yeah. And it's like, and it's an amazing movie. It's like just, and then like the last 30 minutes is nothing but just monster throwdown. Yeah. It's like, yeah. that's what I want. That's what I want. And I, I didn't get it. I came home. I ended up watching a clip, like a 15 minute clip of uh, Godzilla versus Mecha Godzilla from 1970. I watched the same thing. I watched and the same thing. I got way more continuous monster action than the entire big budget movie I had just seen. And no one cares what the people are doing. They're just, no. they're just throwing down. They recycle yeah. the same two shots of, of Mechagodzilla firing his fingers for missiles or whatever, like over yeah. and over and over. And it works and it's awesome. And oh, I can see what the hell is going on. <laughs> yeah, they do. They okay. do have a very okay. good sense of uh, film geography. I will grant you that. Here's here's my idea for the rescripting of, of this film. Okay. Godzilla, it's the rescripting. Now, just about these these two guys who are gambling on the fights between the monsters <laughs> so that they show the fights between the monsters and like every the act structure is centered around some you know collection of pious scientists or another like we have in this who come up with a plan to do something and are like smeared in the first two minutes of each act so <laughs> we're always getting someone trying to serious up this movie and then and they just you know <laughs> annihilated and then hey hey it looks like you know mecha godzilla and and uh 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 other monster are now like fighting each other in Detroit. Let's let's go watch, and they fuck shit up, and then they talk about like they're betting. Yeah, and there's like a sports network doing it, like a UFC thing. <laughs> they're just yeah. following so- it around with commentators. <laughs> yeah. Eric, this movie has one great shot in it, and it is at the end. I'm gonna just tell you about it. So after at the there's the big explosion to end the big throwdown between Godzilla and King Ghidorah, Ghidorah, whatever. And when the smoke clears, we start to see a monster head emerging from the smoke, and it's Ghidorah's head, and it's rising up. Ghidorah has won. 
No, actually, his neck is sticking out of Godzilla's mouth, and Godzilla is shaking it around, <laughs> and then he yeah. eats it. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. That's another complaint I'd like to air very quickly, and uh, I'm going to do it in the form of sarcasm. Do you think they're going to work King Kong into this universe of Godzilla? They already do have. You? They already have. They already oh, no, have. But I mean, they keep fucking saying Skull Island, King Kong. You oh, yeah. know, Kong, King Kong. Well, yeah, yeah. They, Skull they, Island, Skull Island, Skull Island. Go- Fuck you. The posters Godzilla have already versus been Kong is yeah. It's coming it's next year, oh. Eric. Yeah. Oh. So 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 this is just Avengers. This is just yeah. Yeah. Oh it's, God, I'm sickened. Somebody uh, said this was the Iron Man two of giant monster movies. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. Well, okay, maybe uh, I in that it's more interested <laughs> in setting up their shared universe than telling a story. <laughs> story. It's the Fanny and Alexander of monster movies. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but let's be real. It's uh, it's dumb, but even by Godzilla standards, I found it exceptionally dumb, and that's saying something yeah. for me. Because because yeah. the movies are just stupid. I mean, they are dumb, dumb, dumb. But they're fun to watch, and this one was lacking fun. Exactly, yeah. and that's irritating. Yeah. And that's irritating to yeah. me. It's like ah. I guess, and I I guess there is something positive to be said about when you compare the Avengers to the Godzilla verse or whatever we're going to call this. That there, the world building here is as simple as going. You know, King Kong. <laughs> Whereas yeah. in the other ones, we yeah. had to listen to you know Thor Kvetch about something with Infinity Stones, and I had a dream, and no, no, no. King Kong, you yeah. know King Kong, yeah. King Kong, yeah. Ugh. No, well, fuck this movie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So if you had to uh, erase this one, like if if everything up to like 1975 was all you got for Godzilla, which in my mind is basically how it should be. Uh, do you have a favorite from that Toho era? Mechagodzilla. Absolutely okay. Mechagodzilla. Okay. I saw That's it in a later the theater as a little kid. How was I not going to say Mechagodzilla? I mean, it's got everything, frankly. I mean, it's it's even got that yeah. weird uh, King Caesar beast, which is like a weird yeah. uh, ancient deity that they call to life that looks like some sort of weird cross between a lion and a dog. It's very chimeric. <laughs> and it's just like basically... Um, a guy in a monkey suit with like a dog head. It's weird. Yeah. <laughs> I, I still, I, I, at this point though, I still have to say my favorite is the Matthew Broderick one. From oh, 1989. Shut <laughs> up. Oh, shut it's up. got it from the, the master, the master of disaster movies. Um, uh, Roland uh, what's Emmerich. his name again? Roland Emmerich. Roland Emmerich. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I would say that is by far better than any of this, you know, ass i saw today <laughs> well, eric's got you know, a hot take for the internet everybody <laughs> this is the only podcast that is going to claim the superiority of roland emmerich's 1998 godzilla <laughs> hey, hey compared to this new one hell yeah hell yeah i was there's this part there's this part in the 1999 godzilla it's so awesome where godzilla shows up and then three careers die <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know what i i watched that movie and i was kind of on board up until the point where they made sure to make uh godzilla sort of asexual and then has babies through parthenogenesis it's yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like parthenogenesis it's like so didn't we just see that about the raptors and jurassic park and fuck off and then i'm done and <laughs> i'm going home and yeah. i'm having a beer raptors, <laughs> you know yeah so it's yeah so it seems like in the modern era they just they, they've tried way too hard to over explain the science and they've lost aspect of the fact that it's a movie about giant movie monsters you know what want, i mean yeah. it's just there's no excuse for this i just want to see first of all don't make king Ghidorah the freaking hurricane so that it's always raining when he's on screen like just yeah. can the sun shine and two monsters destroy a city with modern technology that's all anybody wanted to see that's all we asked for we didn't want to watch Can't. fucking all this other bullshit, and we certainly don't want you to keep pulling the camera away from the monster fight to show us more bullshit. Stop it. Yeah. I, yeah. I want two guys in rubber suits beating the shit out of each other on top of a Lego set. That's sure. what I want, yeah. and you better give it to me. And they're not. They're not. And if you're going to smile like a loon because Mothra has just come out of its chrysalis, 
explain that you know it's like these are these are enormous killing machines tell me why you're smiling why you've picked a favorite if it doesn't involve gambling i don't believe you because <laughs> mother is so pretty the wings are yeah. so pretty <laughs> it's a fly fly bird bird thing well that's the thing that bugs <laughs> that's the thing that bugs it's a fly fly bird but that's the thing that bothers me about Mothra as a character, because uh, the Mothra versus Godzilla, Godzilla gets his ass kicked by a giant fucking moth. It's like the wings <laughs> flap and the wing and the wind is so powerful that knocks him over. Godzilla manages to kill it, but then there's like two larval worms that emerge and then they swim across the island and then basically defeat Godzilla with their silken webs. And that's the. Are we talking about the original yeah. stuff? Yeah, Mothra versus here Godzilla. They're, they're- here they're making it sound like Mothra's his wife or something. Well, and yeah. so I kind of yeah. believe it that you know it would it would like just sort of like nag him and he calms down. <laughs> oh God, it's kind of they set it up you like take that. Your like, pills, yeah. Take your pills. Take your pills. All right, oh. I want to say this though. Okay, this is the one thing. This movie had a. <laughs> this is what my, I, I just I have to say right now before I get in trouble that was definitely a reference to my wife who is constantly telling me, "Will you calm down? Take your pills. <laughs> Someone's got to do it." Um. I got to say this, though. I liked Rodan in this movie. I think they got Rodan right. He looked goofy. He had some cool action scenes. He had some cool moves. They showed him he was visible. He did cool stuff. Mm. Rodan was awesome. He was always a cool one. I dug him. Yeah. I've always always liked him. Yeah. Yeah. Rodan is also my- I had a favorite. Rodan is also my favorite sculptor of all time, so I dig him, man. Which one is the- Turtle that has Gamera. That that's Gamera. That's like that's that's and he's filled with turtle meat. We love you, Gamera. <laughs> he's filled yeah. with turtle meat. That's in the no, song. No, that's the Mystery Science that's, Theater lyrics to the song. Yeah. But yeah. And sidebar, oh, okay. sidebar. That's a whole other discussion because Gamera is a uh, not affiliated with Toho, so it's not part of the Godzilla universe. Really? Oh, really? I didn't know that. It, yeah, that's a that's a whole other kaiju thing. That uh, happened. It's not it? like it's not like Bumblebee is to Transformers. No, as, Gam- okay. Gamera has nothing to do with this universe. He's more like might a as well. Gobot. <laughs> yeah, basically, he's the yeah. Gobot to the Godzilla Transformers. Exactly. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> God. And in the next one, that that big enormous stealth plane, because you know a, a plane that's a half a mile wide very stealthy that's yeah. going to go up against the uh, uh avengers air carrier and then the transformers will take on the monsters yeah. and uh batman and robocop will appear and fight crime yeah I, no, that enough. movie is called well, ready player enough. one <laughs> well here's here's my only hope because at the end of this one like the very end cutscene. Then you find out there's a black market for monster parts mm-hmm. so they can mine the DNA to make weapons or whatever. And then Charles Dance, uh, the King Lannister guy, yep. shows up and then you get the whole thing. And then they find out that there's they've got the severed Ghidorah head or one of them. Yep. Uh, so that sets up like a whole other thing. I am hopeful that that will lead to the Mecha Ghidorah that you see in the 70s or the 80s or whenever it showed up, which was like a 23rd century cyborg uh, mishmash of Ghidorah and like robot exoskeleton that's, bullshit. That's more fun than what I was assuming, which was just that they had established Ghidorah was a Hydra and kept growing new heads, so theoretically they yeah. could just regenerate Ghidorah well, from this let's, head. Let's be real, that's what they're going to do, but I'm hopeful that they'll do some ridiculous monster hybrid thing. Uh, For me, because it's all about what I want right now (laughs) (laughs) i'm never seeing one of these movies again i don't just read the book eric i don't care yeah read the book (laughs) read the book exactly (laughs) fuck (laughs) and then godzilla stepped on the man and the man yelled oh holy fucking shit my christ and his intestines (laughs) shot out through his eye sockets yeah it's so dumb yeah so very 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 dumb uh yeah I really what wa- I don't do for this podcast. Yeah, I re- what I don't do. <laughs> I really wanted to like it. I really did, and I'm always disappointed when we do one of these and I don't. Yeah, and I was yeah. I was I totally in the down. bag for this thing, and it just it just 
No, it just sucked. Yeah, I sucked and I sucked. I really thought, and how sucked. do you go wrong? You, you <laughs> really? now you have all of these monsters. They'll start just bashing the shit out of each other. Yeah, it'd be great. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. yeah. Nope. Sorry. Uh, Nine. I think so none of I us will said what we watch it again. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Any last words of wisdom for anyone out there uh, in the Godzilla? Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's that's Godzilla uh, yeah. for now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, shut up and die, Roger. <laughs> so thanks for listening to us. Uh, our, us puke all over Godzilla. Uh, if you want to puke all over us, you can find ways to contact us on our website, maghuge.com. That's M-A-G. H-U-G-E.com. You can find our Twitter feed there. We're at MagHuge. You can find our Facebook. We're the Magnificently Huge Podcast. You can find our Instagram there. You can find all of our old shows and find more things uh, where where we complain about things we didn't like. Uh, but most importantly, share the podcast with your friends. Give it ratings on your uh, podcast apps. Uh, May was our biggest month ever and it would be nice if we could get a little traction so help us out uh do us a solid and we'll see you next week for more of us bitching about stuff yay